knowing that there's a possibility that he might be coming in, that the rumors are going to be there, that Aaron's not going to shut his mouth about it. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's going to say whatever he wants to. Right. Um, I'll, I guess all we know currently is that he's not going to San Fran um, as he hits a beautiful shot off the off of the tee box. Um, yeah, I, I take it, you know, for what it is, you know, I, I, there are rumors and, um, if it's a spot that he wants to come to, then come on, come with it. You know, like <laughs> we'll accept you for sure. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quit games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to another edition of the Chris Rose Football Show with CJ Uzama of your New York Jets. That's not a Jets hat you're wearing today. No, this is a little uh, this is a little supreme action that one of the boys hooked me up with. But it's the colors. It's the colors. Yeah. It is. It is. So you've got. Uh, it looks like a snowboard behind you. That was snow- I had to. I had to amp up the decor a little bit because the walls are bland. <laughs> and I'm just, I need. I need something here. Um, uh huh. So yeah. I'm is gonna- that. Is that a permanent fixture in your place, or did you bring that back from uh, from Colorado after attending the X Games? Um. Actually, that is not the board that. Uh, that's like an older board. Um, okay. It's a little bit too short. So this is kind of a permanent fixture. So I should probably, I, I, as we're talking, I might mount it in the back and have like a couple of boards back there. I don't know. I don't know. It's a living space though. So I don't, we'll see. There's, there's so many options. It's a big wall. All right. Break it down. I saw your video. I saw your pictures. You looked like you were in snow heaven. Oh, it was, it was great. It was, it was such a good time. Um, I love going there, um, being around. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's Mark. Mark's the Mark's the boy. He uh, ended up getting gold slope, which was amazing. Marcus ended up getting uh, gold in, in big air, which was which was incredible. Um, two great guys. I mean, three when you're talking about Dusty as well. Um, Mark is Sparky is definitely like my my closest friend out of the the crew there. Um, as well as yeah, there he is, Sparky. Um, such a good dude. Such a genuinely like. I have two friends who are my best friends who are, I'd say, are the nicest human beings. Mm. And then I go to the Canadian scale and say, well, like there's a different scale for Canadians because <laughs> they're, they're they're exponentially nicer for no reason. So, um, yeah, he's a gr- he's a great human being. Uh, he broke the record. Now he has 22 X Games medals. Um, so that's a record. And yeah, he's just he's crushing it. So it was it was a good time. Somebody has more X Games medals than Sean White. Oh, yeah. There's uh, Jamie Anderson held the record and she had 21 and then Mark broke it with 22 yesterday or last last weekend. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. How was your setup? It was in Vail. It was in uh, Aspen. Aspen. Yep. How was your setup? Um, It was good (laughs) in terms of where I was staying. I had no idea until my flight over there. in the air and airbnb confirmed so i was just gonna land and just figure it out like uh, i would have crashed on someone's couch if i needed to i guess but um 
Yeah, we stayed in an Airbnb. It was nice. It was just, it was a solid Airbnb. It was in walking distance from, from everything. So I'm glad that worked out because I was <laughs> I was a little a little stressed. I also had to get my bag shipped there because I missed the cutoff of the time that it it was to get my bags on the plane. It was a process. It was a process. Uh, I like it a lot. This is where you and I differ. I am actually in the process right now of planning our spring break college trip for our youngest. And okay. I am get I am getting all the hotels, rental cars, flights, all that sort of stuff lined up. And you just told me that you didn't make the cutoff for the trip so that your bag could make the trip. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. That is a n- no. I almost, I almost had to ship them back too because there's no, uh, there's like really no Ubers there. So you have to get the shuttle and the shuttle came at 1130. My flight was at 1230, 1231. And so it took 10 minutes to get there, thankfully, because right when I got there, I got my bags and I put them on the little, on the thing with maybe two, two, three minutes to spare. Um, so that one, that one too, I was kind of like, I was sweating in line, like, oh my goodness, like, am I going to make this? And then you make, it, it, it works out. So where'd you, you flew from Nashville to Denver? I flew from Nashville to Asp. Was there a direct? No. Yeah. Nashville to Denver, Denver to Aspen. Yep. Um, and yeah, it wasn't, I don't know. It was, it was somewhat easy after the okay. bag situation. Debacle. So it must have been on your return flight that you threw out the tweet about um, protocol for putting your your seat chair back. Yeah, and whether it's okay or do you do you at you know? And then you followed it up, I think, by saying, "I actually wait a while before kind of edging it back." Is that is it? If I'm remembering correctly, is that right. it? Right. Yes, that is that is correct. Yeah. What's your take on it? What do you do? What do you do? Um, so it's there. The button is there for a reason, right? Right, right. Okay. That is, you don't have to ask the person behind you for permission to put it back, but you also don't have to slam it back 10 seconds into our ascent. Right. You know, I think there is a happy medium. I'm kind of like the one where, you know, when we get to 10,000 feet and they hit the ding, you know, where it's okay to start using your electronics and hop on the Wi-Fi. to me, then it's like, okay, we're all in this together. And so that means I'm going to use my full allotment of get back there, some extra space. I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but if I need a little extra, you know, I've got a bad back surgically twice, surgically repaired. So I need a little extra on that. And that's yeah. okay. I mean, you're six, six to 60. You need room. Right. I think so. The reason why I tweeted it out, I was in the air when I tweeted it out. And it was because like you, like you just said, you're not going to do it on the ascent. The guy in front of me immediately, like, we had just taken off 15 <laughs> seconds later, just boom, all the way back. And it's, it honestly scared me. Like I'm like, I'm like on my phone. I play Sudoku a lot when I'm in fight. Okay. So I'm on my phone and my hands are right here and just like, yeah, I was like, is this real life? And I look at the guy next to me and he just kind of like chuckles. Cause he's like, what's this guy doing? Um, and so I, I mean, right, wrong or indifferent. Like I, I put my knee, like in in the back a little bit, just like all right, I'm here, just just so you know. And he kind of like gives like a sm- small look back and kind of leans it up a little bit for me. But I was like, dude, like we just is this how it's gonna be? The I don't know. Um, I have I have a tendency when I fly to just lean forward a lot. 
and I don't know, and maybe I feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders, which I really don't, but I think that's just how my DNA is wrapped. So, like, I did this, and one time somebody fired the CPAC and cracked me in the dome so loud. I was like, <laughs> shit. I really, I was like, so taught me a lesson. Yeah, dang. See, I like having my, I like sleeping that way. Like, I had this hat on yesterday, and I put my hands right here so I don't, like, my the top of my head doesn't actually touch the seat because I know they say that they wipe the planes down. I don't, I don't really know. Right. And so I was just, I hit one of these numbers. That's usually how I try to fall asleep. I'm a big guy. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. like, you got to have a little bit of space there. So, um, yeah, I, I, I try to do that like right when the flight, you know, not again, like right when you hit 10,000 feet, whatever. And you're like, oh, nice. Like this is going to be nice and smooth. So that if someone leans it back, it's fine because my head's already there. Got it. This guy, he wasted, he wasted no time. And it was just a problem. That's why I had to tweet that out just to just to gauge the room. So normal jet from Nashville to Denver. So you, you sprung for first class, right? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Denver to Aspen, that might be one of those regional jets. That's not a that's not a regular 737, is it? No, it's a small, it's a little bit smaller for sure, but you can still get first class on those. Oh, okay, because um, it yeah, it's not easy for you to fit in a regular seat. No, it's not. And then um, just recently, we got APA um, certified as a service animal. Oh, nice. Um, which is awesome. Um, and so I'm going to have to start buying two seats. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. But it's better than having to cart them around or have a driver drive them somewhere. So wait a second. So first class seat for the pooch too, right? For the pooch. That's awesome. He's gonna be living. He's gonna be living lavishly over there. Is he excited? He probably. He honestly. I was. I was actually bummed that I didn't take him to Aspen because I knew I was gonna get. Yeah, you were off. talking about maybe bringing him. I know, and I. There's like a seventy five percent chance that you get stuck in Aspen, and I did. Um, and so there was the day that I got stuck. I look outside and there's just a play date of dogs out in the snow. And oh. I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, he would be, he'd be in doggy heaven at the moment. Um, so I was bummed that I didn't take him. So that's going to, that's going to help for the future. Yeah. All right. But all in all, um, great trip. Like at, during nighttime, I mean, I hear it's such a good party scene. Like are people just tearing it up? It's nuts. It's nuts. Do tell. Um, it's it's so like i didn't get to hang out with mark until after he was done competing um he's he's very i mean much like most athletes right like they're they're on a strict regiment and and he more so than others i i feel like i don't again i don't know too many other people but like there was just no he's like we've got a dinner i'm gonna hit this and i'm going straight back to the house i'm not really hanging out like i'm i'm locked in whatever and it showed he his his last run on slope was absolutely unbelievable um his weekend was great, but like that last run that he had was was nuts. So throughout the week, it was kind of um, I was with my boy Casey and Jordan and we're hanging out. We're going to like, you know, there's like monster events. There's um, certain dinners that people are having. And that Sunday is when the athletes are like, oh, nice. Like we're done. Like this was the last thing that we had to do. Like now we can just we can have a good time and, and let loose whatever. And that's when it's just crazy. Um, that's when, you know, you your boys are DJs DJing at, at Sterling and then you go down there and then like people are just dancing on tables. Um, the rapper Kyle was there, which was cool. And then it's just like, it's just like 
it really is just like a bunch of your your good friends and like all the athletes together just partying having a good time dancing um yeah it was fun it was it was a really really good time the party scene right. is nuts well you better rest up because you're going to super bowl right i am yeah okay what are we doing we're selling pitching products kissing babies doing that whole thing kissing Radio babies, Row. signing foreheads right um no i don't know i'm 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 there for I'm there for the vibes for sure. Um, I'm gonna be on uh, one of my boys. He has a podcast. He's a Twitch streamer. His name's uh-huh. Buck, um, and he's great. He's he's amazing. And we're gonna we're gonna be like doing some stuff. Just like we're like hey, he lives there, so we're gonna hang out. We're gonna like play foot golf. We're gonna play normal golf. We're gonna drink a little bit while we're doing so because um, we're both not good at golf, which mm. is which is fun, right? Like you know. I, it's fun to play with people that are good, but it's fun to it's better to play with someone who's not as good, right? So you can just kind of like keep up with one another, right? Um, so that'll be fun. Um, not going to the game, but you know, going to just do the things that are surrounding the the game itself, and yeah, have a good time. Do you think you would have stayed for the game had your former team advanced? Oh, probably. Um, yeah, I probably would have, to be honest. I would have uh, brought a friend or something just to watch him. Um, I, I hadn't really thought that much about it, but yeah, I mean, I would have wanted to see the boys. So yeah, I probably, I probably would have. I, I would have tried to get better seats too, just to, just so I could chirp at them and, and cheer cheer them on. That do you been, do you fun. get seats as a uh, as a player? Do you have access to tickets if you want them? Um, yeah, you do. Um, it's crazy because. I had kind of known my rookie year and second year, but I didn't really know my rookie year and second year. And then they're like, oh, yeah, if you just go to the spot, you can pick them up. And now they're done because of COVID. They're just done like digitally. Like, hey, if you want right. tickets, just let us know. You can buy, uh, pay for them and then we'll send them off to you. Um, so that's that's a lot nicer than having to go to whatever the spot is and then being like, oh, nice. Like, we're going to do this whole whole dance. Um, but, yeah, I, my first two years, I had no idea, to be real, which is like naive of me for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you have time in Colorado to watch the AFC Championship? Oh, I did for sure. Um, like the the boys knew too. They're like, because uh, the first game, we're at the bottom of the mountain. Um, we're just hanging out. It's the last day of everything going on, and so um, where where we're sitting, like the athletes kind of can come through before they like go through to their event to the, to to practice. Um, and so TVs are on. Um, that first game, there were a fair amount of, of Philly fans there. <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but they came out of the woodshed. And so they were, I mean, obviously they were hype as all get out. They're taking shots, like shots for everyone. I'm like, all right, whatever. This is, this is great. <laughs> um, and then yeah, that that second game, um, we stayed in the same spot, started watching, um, start to finish, watched it there. Um, yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough one for the boys for sure. I thought the Bengals were going to win it when they when Kansas City decided with like 240 to go. They were at the 39 maybe of Cincinnati and they decided to punt it back to Burrow. I was like they're giving Joe the ball back. I thought for sure they were going to go down and McPherson was going to kick a field goal, didn't you? Same, 100%. I was like, "Oh, this is the same same song and dance." Like, <laughs> yeah. This is this is going to be poetic. Um and yeah, I, I think majority like I like you, I think majority of people thought that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was a it was a good game. It was it was it was tough. 
That was a tough one for sure. When you saw the uh, the late hit by Joseph Asai, and then Butker kicks the field goal, and they kept cutting back to Joseph on the sidelines, where he, you could just tell he was overwhelmed with what happened and yeah. distraught, and you know, ha- hands over face and crying and all that sort of stuff. Um, how much did you feel for him? Oh, I mean, yeah. You feel for the kid for sure, right? Um, he's a and that's the thing. He's a good kid. He's a hell of a player. You know, watching him through the game, like someone on Twitter. I mean, people were like trying to bash him and stuff. That's why social media is such a it's a good and bad thing. Um, but then someone like posted a video of him. Forget who it was. Um, I was like, oh, this is the guy that you're pissed off about because he he played an unbelievable game. Yeah, he, he played a great game. Yeah, and and you know, I ended up hitting him up and just telling him like. Dude, you, like again, like same thing that I just just said. Like you're have a player, you're gonna have a really long career, um, and you're gonna be really good for years to come. Like, don't hang your head on this. It's one play type thing, and that's it sucks because in that moment it is like that's all you're thinking is one play just lost us the game. But that's not the case at all. And so it's tough that 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 it just so happened that that play was magnified and is is that big of a deal because I mean in that situation obviously it is it's huge and and it's tough. Um, you know, it's a tough thing to deal with. And in the heat of the moment, you're all you're thinking is, man, I just got to get him out of bounds. I got to get him down, whatever the case is. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you you feel for him like crazy just because, um, you know, it was, you know, put him in field goal position and, and gave him the go ahead, go ahead kick. Did he hit you back? Yeah, he he, he ended up hitting me back a couple of days later, just saying he appreciated the text and, and me reaching out um, again, man. it That's why it. You know, you hate you hate that that happens to any player, especially when it's a kid as nice, like as nice and good as as Joseph is. Like he's an unbelievable person, more so than he is. It's uh, you know, a guy on the field. So it's tough. It really is. I, I felt for him. Um, I found the interview after the game um, outstanding by him. The fact that he s- stood there and answered everything. Did you see BJ Hill standing next to him? I did not actually. I didn't even. I didn't see the interview even. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think Rob will try and find it here. It was really interesting because BJ Hill, for people that don't know, he's he's a veteran. He came over. He hasn't been a long time Bengal. He came over a few seasons ago in a trade last year. Uh, last year from mm-hmm. the Giants, I believe. Yep. And uh, defensive lineman, but a guy that's been around this league a little bit, and he kind of stood there. Right next to him, and he 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 said a couple of times, "Hey, man, move on, move on from that." I I thought most of the questions were actually pretty good, fair in my opinion. And Joseph is still obviously in tears and and that whole thing. Um, I loved seeing that because I just thought it was a part of of sports that we're not real privy to the fact that you guys, even if you come from different backgrounds and different walks of life, that you're there for one another. You have to be. Yeah. I mean, that, that locker room is, is, it is special. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when people say that in the NFL, you know, you have to like protect the shield and this, that, or the other, it's really when, when we think about it as a, I mean, and you do, but I think team by team, you want to protect what's in that locker room and you want to protect your boys and you want to protect the guys that, you know, like are, are, you know, they, they just go through the day-to-day process with you, right? Like, this is something that, um, like you just said, people come from all walks of life and they're, 
they're um it, it's it's special I don't know it's hard to put into words to be completely honest with you um just because you see certain guys in certain situations and certain um aspects where you're, they're doing this because that's like they have nothing else like this is what has has gotten them and and this is what they're going to use as their platform in order to um you know get their families out of certain situations whatever the case is and mm-hmm. so like that to me is what makes football so special what, what makes sports so special and so amazing is you know once you're in that locker room once you kind of know people's stories once you um once you go to battle and camp against one another every day and then you get to turn that rage and that anger and that frustration or whatever it is towards another person um on on a sunday or on a thursday or a monday whatever it is um and then you get to go back into that locker room together and talk about it and, and be there for one another bj is a perfect example he's an unbelievable teammate a better person off the field than he is on the field and he's a hell of a player um so yeah it, it's that aspect of sports is why I play because I mean, obviously I want to win. I want to be the best player that I can be. Um, and all those, you know, individual accolades, but at the same time, I love just meeting people, hanging out with the boys. And that's my family. I don't, I'm an only child. I don't have brothers. So like that is, those are my brothers, that, that locker room 53, 65, however many with practice squad, those are my brothers. So um, I think a majority of the league thinks that way. And, and that's why it's so special. Yeah, I thought it was something that we could all kind of take a few notes from, no question. Yeah. So a year ago at this time, you were prepping to play in the Super Bowl. You were bouncing back from an injury. Um, do you remember where your headspace was a week out from the game? Uh, yeah, get your ass on the field. <laughs> That's literally all I was thinking. Um, it was uh, – I'm trying to think. So we we were snowed in for a little bit there. Um, we went to, we were driving to the indoor facility. We were snowed in. All I was thinking was, I cannot wait to get to California, get to this nice warm weather. And yeah, just keep grinding and and getting your head right and making sure that you're on the field. Cause yeah, that injury, I mean, Nick, Nick did an unbelievable job of, of getting me right. And, you know, getting my mental, mental reps, I guess, as, as much as I could. And that's the only thing I was thinking was make sure I'm, make sure I'm not missing the biggest game of my life. So when you got out to L.A., like what are the guys who haven't done this before? And there's a lot of Chiefs that have. There's eight Eagles that were with the team when they won it all five years ago. But the, for the guys that are experiencing this for the first time, is it overwhelming or is it there? Is there too much made of that now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's overwhelming, really. I mean, the thing is, like my my boys went, right? My family went. We all got to like I got to hear from them what was going on. But I couldn't, I couldn't like hang out. I couldn't go to the parties. I mean, there's parties and there's the, the whole hoopla of it, right? Like you don't, you, we try to make it as normal of a week as it is. There's just a hell of a lot more media and you have to have all these different interviews and you have to do this, that, and the other. And it's just kind of like, all right, well, that's a little overwhelming. I'm not really trying to deal with all this. I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl and, and, and do this rehab or whatever the case is, get your body right. Um, because that, that aspect is, it's different. You're you're gone for a week, maybe more. It just depends on what what time I guess you get out there. And I don't know. It is a little tough to treat it like a normal week, just because the gear you get, the interviews you're having, um, the talks of people trying to make it maybe into a little bit of a bigger deal than it is, things like that. But outside of it, I think 
the coaches try to do a good job of keeping keeping you even keel and and not allowing you to I mean, we had a curfew we had a strict curfew kind of like hey, you can go out get this dinner but then come right back to the hotel um so yeah it was uh it's an awesome experience for sure more so for your friends and your family for that week than you um cuz you I mean you still have you still have a game to win and then when you start playing i know that they People say, you know, once you settle in, you settle in. It's just another football game when it's happening. But, like, when the opening kick is happening and all that shit, like, we we as fans or those of us that get a chance to cover the game, we can feel how different it is. Like, was your body doing stranger things than a normal game when it started? No, I will say um, we were <laughs> – we were just ready to get the ball kicked off. Like the rock was having this introduction and we oh, were like, yes. this man's taking, taking his sweet time. Let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> Forgot I'm like, about knee, that. I'm like my knee's starting to stiffen up a little bit. Let's go. Um, And then, yeah, I think once the ball's kicked, once that first play happens, once you get hit a little bit, you're like, all right, nice. Like it, it knocks you back, back into, into focus. The only thing that sucks is halftime. Halftime is so long. Yeah. It just seems like it drags on forever. Um, you know, we, we you make your corrections and you're like, all right, now like, what do we got? We got like, we got like 30 more minutes in here. Like, we gotta, we gotta go like actually fully get stretched back out and like do this whole warm up routine. And we're like, oh man, yeah, we that is something we gotta do, I guess. So there's there's a lot of sitting around at halftime, and that's the part that sucks because then you gotta get your body right. I mean, mentally you're always in it. But physically, you're like, oh, all right, I'm I'm a little angst, like angsty, like let's get out here, like what are we doing? Um, so I think that was the biggest thing for me was like, when's this half song gonna end? Like I just want to get back out there and start playing. Again. Well, I'll tell you this though, it was a hell of a show. You can ask your kicker about that. Yeah, no, seriously, Evan, <laughs> that was crazy that he went. Did out Did you there. know that he went out there? No, I had no idea. Were you no pissed clue. or no? No, like I, so I found out. As like a bef- right before we were about to go back out, the punter Kevin Kevin Huber comes and he goes, "Evans out there," and I was like, "What? Like, yeah, like out there? What? Like he's watching the show? He watched the show? Look, yeah." I'm like, "This guy, <laughs> this guy is an absolute. Look at him. This guy. <laughs> Evan is such an innocent kid too. It's so funny that he was out there for that. Um, but yeah, like." Kevin was like, yeah, he's out there. I'm doing rehab, like stretching my knee and all this stuff. Evan's out there watching watching an unbelievable halftime performance. So hats off to him. So our NFL Network green room was right next to Snoop's room. How cool is that? I mean, it's great, right? Yeah. But you walk past. If you're walking into our door at the same time somebody's walking out of their room, open it. Quite the contact <laughs> high, and I was like, "Hey, listen, I got nothing against it. Like, we're in California, do whatever you want, yeah. but I got to go on the air afterward. Like, <laughs> so I can't hang out in the hall, or else it'd be over. You're walking over. past, just like, oh god, oh gosh, okay, all right, let's go, it was, let's go. But it, it was a good stuff. I can tell you that. Yeah, I bet no, it was. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it's nothing, not the cheap stuff. No, it's snoop high he, end. Yeah, he's probably overpaying for something, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh god it was a, it was good though it yeah. was good no, uh there's another game that once this uh show is released will have been played it was the senior bowl which hopefully you watched on nfl network you participated in the senior bowl in 2015 i did um what was that experience like 
Um, it was that one was a lot. That one was um I was a late invite. Um meaning what? Like that week somebody got hurt or pulled out and you they were like, Hey, come join us. Come join, yeah. And I was like, duh, I'm in, I'm there for sure. Um, which was awesome. It was an incredible experience. Um yeah, it was it was just it was a lot for sure. Learning a new playbook, making sure that you were I mean, you're trying to impress 32 teams. Um, you're trying to put your best foot forward. Uh yeah, I had I had actually played in another oh yeah, we had I mean, we had oh, oh, oh. Well, but, well, hold on, Robbie, freeze that. I, I wanna go back to yeah. <laughs> look at the look at the baby face. It's you know what's crazy? I could shave my face and cut my hair and look exactly like that, probably. I'm sure, but but I can't do it though. I no. Uh, no, 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 no. Listen, I signed. Oh no, I shouldn't say this because you'll probably pull it up. I Wait. signed with the Jets and I've had a baby face and a and a haircut and wore like a little trench coat and um had a hat on, the whole whatever. LaFleur put that picture up or like put a little snippet of an interview up. And everyone lost their shit. They <laughs> clowned me so hard for that. They're like, dude, please do not ever in your life do that again. And I'm like, I probably won't. Like, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty bad look. Oh yeah. That's yeah. good. Well, I was going through I think you had one catch for nine yards that day. You didn't play with very many good quarterbacks. I mean, who am I to rip on people? But it wasn't a great it wasn't a great class. Um let me see. Who all who was on that? It was Garrett Grayson, Brian Bennett, I didn't even remember him, and Blake Sims were your quarterbacks. Blake. Alabama. Oh, right, Blake. Right, he went to Bama. Okay, yep. yeah. Um, he, uh, I think he went to – I'm pretty sure he went to Gainesville High. Hmm. Um, We were on a seven-on-seven seven team when I was, like, going to be a sophomore maybe or – um maybe sophomore year and there were juniors and seniors on it. It was myself. Chris Conley was on the team. I remember mm. uh, TJ Jones was on the team. Um, I think we had two quarterbacks and Blake was one of them. Um, yeah, that was, that's my first interaction with Blake. And then obviously watching him go to Bama, I was like, oh, that sucks for you. Chris Conley um, ended up, he ended up going to Georgia. He was, if I remember correctly, he was a big star Wars guy, huge star Wars guy, like directed. Oh Yeah movies about star wars and oh yeah big time crazy he, stuff right yeah no yeah he's talking about a good human being like, that. yeah, <laughs> like that's like a that. great smile all the time smile lights up the room type of guy he's great yeah he was uh so he was fun he was it was fun because we were the only two in our class that were there everyone else was older than we were um so we kind of stuck together and hung out a little bit um definitely definitely a little like nerdy in terms of like that aspect but i thought it was cool i'm i'm a nerd too i'm like eh, whatever yeah. it's awesome so he's a good kid uh, Tyler Lockett was on your senior bowl team. Yep. I think. Um, and Gus Bradley, former Jags coach was the head coach. Yes. So okay. I, I, uh, I got the pleasure of meeting coach mid Ron Middleton at oh. the senior bowl. He was, he was the one that was coaching me, um, in our position. And I was like, Oh, great. Like Auburn guy, this is awesome. Whatever. And when the jets hit me up, I was like, Who's their tight end coach? Mid? Like, this is full circle. This is amazing. Like, this is awesome. So he gave me a call and we chatted up and said War Eagle type stuff. And I was like, I don't know if you remember. And he was like, of course I remember. Like, I'm not going to forget that I coached you, whatever. So that was awesome. It was, it was awesome that uh, that was a full circle moment for us. 
for sure. And then more for full circle, like after going there and hanging out with him and talking to him and getting dinner with him, um, and TC was there, Conk was there, and Conk and I were drafted a couple years apart, same round, same pick. And really? I was like, if this isn't the most like I'm supposed to be here moment for me that I've had, then I don't know what is. So yeah, it was uh that was that was awesome. That was awesome. Fifth round, what what pick did that make you? One fifty seven. One fifty seven. Which I didn't know until I saw it tattooed on Conk's leg. He was like, oh, yeah, we're fifth round, 157, brother. I got you. Which was 42 picks before Tom Brady was taken. Number 199. All right. We believe him, right, this time? He done. Yeah, he's done. Okay. He's done. I think, I went through your game logs. I think you were on the field with him twice, from what I can tell. Yep. First, uh, I don't think you saw him until your second year in the league. Was that kind of a welcome to the NFL moment for you, being on a field with somebody like that? Was it something special, or was it just another day? No, it was nuts. Because it was that was the game we played there. That was the game he had just come off his suspension. Oh. And that place was electric. Like, they... I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, they announced the defense, and then they just said, we're still going to announce Tom. And when they announced Tom, that place went crazy. And it was the, it was a, had my, one of my best friends, Ben Duran there. And he was like, he was like, look, I'm sorry that you guys lost and all this, but like, that was the most insane experience that I've had at a football <laughs> game. And I'm like, dude, you're preaching to the choir. I'm on the field, like, chills like instant chills like this is this is gonna this is gonna be one of those games for sure um yeah it, it you know that probably was the worst i've played i think in my career um and i was just i was it was it was nuts it was crazy that whole that whole stadium the entire time was absolutely insane are you gonna celebrate his retirement by going to see 80 for brady i might yeah, it might be a thing, right? No. That's a no. <laughs> no That's no. a no. No shot. no shot. All right. I'm going to tell you, I uh, I bit the bullet, and I had to go watch. So my wife was like, uh, she she saw the preview for it somewhere. And she was like, oh, have you seen this? I was like, yeah, we all have been kind of poking fun at it at work, you know, yeah. when we're all watching the games and we're all making fun of 80 for Brady and all that. She's like, no, I would really like to see it. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you know, when you've been married 25 years, you, you know, you make sacrifices for one another. Pick and choose. Well, I got an email from NFL Network. They're like, hey, we're having a special showing of 80 for Brady. I was like, boy, oh, boy. If she finds out that we had an opportunity to go see this on somebody else's dime and I didn't offer it to her, I'm going to be in. We might not make it to year 26. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we're going. And... uh you know, it was it felt like it was written in about 12 minutes. Uh, okay. There was, you know. Somebody asked me, did you laugh? And I said, not until hour two. So, <laughs> that was the way I saw it. And then afterward, yeah. Michelle looked at me and she goes, thank you. Thank you for taking me. I was like, OK, well, that was good enough. Right. Yeah. You got you got you got one in the chamber now. We're like, hey, remember when, I, when we did this? Yeah, I still don't think the scoreboard will ever be even, to be honest with you. That's fair. That's very fair. We like to think so. We like to think that we try, but yeah, yeah no shot. No, you know, going <laughs> in. Know. 
It's never going to be really, really even. Right. Just want to let you know. Um, You guys have a new offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Didn't exactly finish up great in Denver, but um, he did have a few good seasons out there in Green Bay. Yep. First of all, have you spoken with him? Um, I did. I I shot. I shot um, him a text. I shot uh, Keith Carter a text as well. Um, the new O line coach. Just to just to say what's up. And um, I mean, I was in Aspen, so it was kind of tough. I just want to introduce myself and say I was excited. Want to come out to the X Games and hang? Yeah, no, they would have been like, "What are you doing out there?" Draw some plays up in the up. snow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, we. Uh, so I, I just hit him up real briefly and said, "You know, I'm, um, you know, excited to have you all and and excited to to see what what we've got going this this upcoming year and that I'd be in touch." So, um, yeah, when I go back up there, I'm sure they'll be in the office and and I'll formally introduce myself. Okay, that's nice. Welcoming yeah. committee. Um, whether you like it or not there's going to be a ton of talk in between now and whatever happens with Aaron Rodgers. Okay. We know the connections. Sauce Gardner has said some stuff on radio. He put some stuff on the Instagram story, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Garrett Wilson. We've seen it all right. You, you're not going to get around it at yeah. this point. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do I do like personally? Um... Yeah. How do you deal with it? Knowing that there's a possibility that he might be coming in, that the rumors are going to be there, that Aaron's not going to shut his mouth about it. <laughs> Aaron's going to say whatever he wants to. Right. Um, I'll, I guess all we know currently is that he's not going to San Fran um, as he hits a beautiful shot off the off of the tee box. Um, yeah, I I take it, you know, for what it is. You know, I, I, there are rumors, and um, if it's a spot that he wants to come to, then – Come on, come with it. You know, like we'll accept you for sure. Um, and I know he and Zach have a good relationship. Zach's somebody that looks up to him and um, shoot him. I look up to him. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. <laughs> um, so I'd be sick to to have him um, tossing us some touchdowns and, and leading the offense. Um, so yeah, um, I'm I'm with everyone else. I'm I'm gonna be on social media a little bit saying, hey. There's a landing spot you want to come to. We've got the pieces. We got a bunch of young guys that are hungry that'll listen to what what your what your older self has to say. Can you? Um, <laughs> I know. Is that crazy? By the way, that's amazing. It's funny, isn't it? Yes, it is. We can get you a T-shirt. You could just walk around town with that. It's super. Hey, Bowl. yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on. Now you got me. Now you got me thinking. I'm gonna have to. Well, yeah, we're gonna have to have that. You happen. know, it would be great. If you came up with the uh, the Time Magazine again cover, and this time it's Aaron Rodgers, and you just you don't say anything, you're just walking through doing your stuff for Super Bowl, and there you are. I'm gonna have to talk to the agency about finding somebody <laughs> that can hook me up with that because that's gonna that's gonna have to happen now. That's gonna have to happen. <laughs> that needs to happen. Oh my god! Would I mean? Listen, you, I'm sure you don't know Aaron Rodgers very well, but you've seen. And I'm sure you've heard stories. Um, would there be an adjustment to playing with a guy who is so demanding? And I mean, let's be honest, the guy's going to have a bust in Canton, Ohio one day, and he's going to want things a certain way. He's not, if he comes to New York, he's not going to be like, oh, okay, there will be a nice little feeling out period. He's going to be like, no, let's get our shit together right now. And it's on you guys to do that. 
Yeah, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm I'm old enough now too in 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 this process where I'm like I want to kind of do like I mean, I, I there's no time to mess around. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win now and and um you know, his leadership and and his um level of like you know, demanding us of, you know, demanding of the not not even just the offense, the team in general and, and of itself is here and that's where out of the screen and that's where we have to get to then everyone's going to fall fall in line and follow suit with that um so yeah there's yeah he comes in and starts saying he wants things done a certain way people are going to listen and and i don't think there's going to be a lot of like pull pull on what he has to say well so you it's possible you guys could have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year right we know that the lines are way better. The defense went from worst to an outstanding defense. You guys have skill players. Brees Hall's going to come back. And this isn't to shit on your quarterbacks, but you guys have to know that if you get even average quarterback play, you guys are going to be part of the January discussion. Correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to get AVT back. I mean, we had our line changes that we had were unbelievably, I mean, we're just putting in pieces and moving guys around the entire year too. So that didn't help. Um, yeah. Like you said, I, defensively, I think as an offense, we put them in terrible positions throughout the year. I think they are the best defense. I think we just put them in, in, in unfavorable positions, kept them out on the field too long, whatever the case is. Um, I mean, yeah, we're going to, we're going to come into next year and we're going to have, I mean, you can have as many pieces as you want. It's just all about the execution, right? So, um, you know, we're going to get that figured out. And, and you know, I think once once the guys get clicking, the, the culture of the locker room has changed immensely, even over the course of a year. So we're only going to get better in terms of that. We're going to play harder for each other. We know what's expected. We know what's demanded of us. And we know where we want to get to. We don't want that six-game losing streak that we had to end the season to, mm-hmm. to knock us out of playoff contention, that's that's not going to happen. That We're not going to have that low of a roller coaster ride again. Um, Who's your pick to win the big game? Man, what the, what the Eagles have done is nothing short of amazing to me. I think, yep. um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to – it's hard to say like, oh, I'm going to – I bet the Eagles are going to win – because it's Andy Reid and it's it's that KC offense and you know how they play, but I, I'm going with the Eagles. I, I watching them play, watching them take apart teams is is unbelievable. That that offense is they have they have so many weapons and Jalen Hurts is playing at such a high level. Like it, you, it's hard for me to say that they're not going to win. I, I if I had to guess, I'd say that the Eagles were going to win. Yeah, I actually so I tweeted out on opening night, which I guess was September eighth this year. I said. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Bills. I missed out on the Bills, but I loved the way Philly is just so physical on both their lines. They can rotate seven or eight guys on that defensive front. That's just the way I see it. And I think that if Jalen Hurts is healthy enough, I think uh, I think that running system that they've got is going to be tough to stop. And I also think AJ Brown could be on the like the precipice of exploding in a game. He hasn't had one for a little while. It feels like, and yeah. I think he could really do that. But if Kansas City wins. And Patrick Mahomes is the main reason why. Is there any reason we shouldn't be putting him up on the pedestal of a top five quarterback of all time? Because people would be reluctant. They would say, well, hold on. Tom Brady's got seven rings and Joe Montana's got four. And 
all that sort of stuff. I don't need to wait until he wins a fourth one to say, okay, well, now he's okay with Joe Montana. Because the way I watch him play, I'm like, I I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback that is more complete mentally, physically, his ability to move in the pocket, his ability to escape and run for first downs the way he is, and just his acumen overall. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, I don't know. That's on spot top five. I don't know. I I think, I think you're right. I don't think, I don't necessarily think it's going to be one of those things where you have to wait 20 years, whatever the case is to be like, Oh, nice. Like, yeah, now we can say that he's one of the best and X, Y, Z, because I I do think he um, is a generational talent. I, I think he's an unbelievable player. Like you said, he has, he has all the, the, all the attributes that you want in a quarterback for sure. Um, but I, to be honest, I think a lot of the young quarterbacks right now that we're talking about that that are playing the game right now are going to be potential top five quarterbacks. I think I think it's going to be tough because they're playing against each other. I'm talking AFC right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, you have you have Josh, Joe, and Pat who are freaks. Like all three of them are freaks in their own right. In their own right, I mean, Josh is a Talk about a dinosaur. He looks like a like he's a dinosaur out there playing quarterback. He has unbelievable arm strength, um, his composure, his his ability to extend plays. You got Pat, who's just I don't even I don't even know what they do. Like on offense, I can't tell you what they do. I just know that he dissects defenses so well. He has such good connections with every single one of his receivers. Doesn't matter who's in there, they have a connection. He's he's playing with he was playing with one ankle at times, and he's still just being able to to get the ball where it needs to be and to get in the right plays, make the right checks, make the right decisions. And you got, you got Joey franchise. Who's just, I mean, he's a stone cold killer and, and everything that he does, he's such, you know, in his face is how he thinks. If he's not, if he's like this, he's even keel and he knows exactly what's going to happen. His mind is his biggest weapon and it's unbelievable. Um, So, yeah, I think right now for sure, I think Pat leads that, that, that trio just because of of the things that his team has accomplished. But I think when it's all said and done, there could be a potential, you know, if, if they're all healthy, hopefully um, when they're playing against each other year in and year out, that one of those three teams should be able to, to be in the conversation or one of those quarterbacks should be in the conversation of, you know, being one of the best to do it. Yeah. I just, I'm a huge Mahomes guy. Yeah. I love him. I love. <laughs> I think watching. everyone loves him too. I think that's the fun thing is hearing Travis and hearing you know the Titans have connections, so we talk about it and we talk about um, we talk about our guys, right? Our quarterbacks. Those are our, those are our boys. And um, but hearing the players talk about Pat is awesome because you know they they can joke around with him about his voice and this and that and the other. But they're like when he's on the field, this man's a different cat. Like he's just out there slinging the ball. The arm angles that he's putting them in, the 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 way that he talks, and like you said, like his football acumen of of knowing exactly, like pointing out certain coverages and saying, "Hey, I, instead of instead of running a corner, don't run the corner." Like I know, I know there's there's going to be a guy there. Just sit it down. I'll put it in. I'll put it to you in that window. I'm like, nice. That's nice to just kind of change up the playbook as the game's going and just say, "Don't run your route." that you're supposed to run like I'll handle coach like just cut it off and I'll get you the ball and the coach can't say anything so yeah that's that's uh that's unique for sure especially at such a a younger age him being able to be like oh this is what I want all right do it you know it's interesting when you watch so many games there's at least three times a game if not more with a just a 
basic quarterback where you go, like, what the fuck was he thinking? Just as a fan, like we don't know, but that's what we say. To me, that feels like it's once a month with a guy like Mahomes. That's to me, that's the difference is that he's able to make so many amazing plays. I mean, I don't know if you really got to see Brett Favre. You might be too young to have seen him in his prime. Okay. Favre was unbelievable, but he would throw the other team the ball six times a game. They just couldn't catch it because it came so damn hard. They just could, (laughs) but he'd give them opportunities. Pat does not do that. He just doesn't do it. So he is so high end over here. Like that's Josh Allen. He's high end, but he is also risk reward all over the place. Yeah. Pat is high end, but keeps it safe. Yeah. And I think, again, I think that's when I said like he has a connection with all of his receivers and they know what he wants and what, you know, he knows what they're, they're thinking, their process. They all think together. They all think, okay, nice. If it's a cover two and I have, this seam route, but it's a Tampa and it's three by one over here. And I know that the linebacker is going to carry instead of running seams. I'm just going to stop and sit in this window and Pat, we're all going to be on the same page. Pat's going to throw me the ball. And again, it's, it's not a, it's not a, we're worried about what coach is thinking or like what the other person is thinking or whatever. It's we are on the same page. We know what we're seeing and we're going to adjust accordingly to it. And to your point, like you, you think once, once a month, it's like, dang, maybe we were off. Maybe I thought this and you thought that and interception and it looks bad. But every other time, it's going to look pretty and we're going to make it work and it's going to be a big game because of it. So I think having that luxury and that freedom and that that willingness to talk to one another and understand the game together is, is I mean, it's huge. Everyone has to see the eye, the the game through the quarterback's eyes. And I think, um, you know, he, he allowed, he, communicates that well enough for for everybody to understand um did you say that you're close with kelsey did i hear you mention travis yeah i mean all tight ends are are relatively close we always we talk a little bit okay he must talk a lot he's (laughs) travis is awesome he's a good dude he's uh, he's a cleveland guy so i dig him no he's did you see his brother though did you see his brother hit the dance with uh I think it was, yeah, was it Miles on the Miles Sanders touchdown. Yes. I loved seeing that so much because everyone sees everyone sees Travis dance. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to dance. He's going to get in the end zone. Who knows what he's going to do? But to see his brother do that honestly made me smile so hard. We my, my boys and I are in a group chat and we sent that in there and we were like, OK, we see him like this is the it's the best. That, that to me, that to me made that celebration. It was amazing. I loved it. I, I'm going to be curious, you know, because I'm doing the post game show uh, for NFL Network, which is great. I told you, it's you're just hanging out on the field and guys are celebrating. They're all in a good mood. I will be curious, whichever Kelsey loses, will still have a ring. I wonder if I want. Do they just go into the locker room or do they hang out a little extra with their brother? Because this is the first time we've ever had brothers playing against one another in a Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't even think about the I didn't even think about that initially. I think um I think they go I think they hug each other after the game no matter what. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, this is what I would do. I don't know what's gonna happen, but if if it's me, I'm hugging my brother immediately. I'm going into the locker room for a little bit to talk to the boys and and break it down with the team. And then I go back out for another second just to like hug, embrace, allow like be with them for the celebration. And then I go back in like 
couple minutes out there and then just come back in and, and chill with chill with the guys. Um yeah, because I'm really curious about that. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. But I mean, would you go shower and then go clean up and then come back out? No. No. Okay. It would be it would be a nice hug, embrace, proud, like love you, proud, whatever. Hang out for like a couple of seconds, immediately go into the locker room, hang out with the boys, and then as like you hear the ceremony going on for a little bit, then you go back out. A couple okay. minutes, then come back in, shower again, like console the boys, talk to them, whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. I just hope that on the day after that nobody's going, well, did you see what Jason did? Did you see what Travis did? Let them be whoever they want to be. Yeah. If they want to. I mean, those are brothers that love one another. They've put out a great podcast. They're both going to end up in Canton, Ohio one day. And sure. that's what we should be enjoying. It's just the moment. We shouldn't be critical of anything that they do, any way that they act. Oh, would you be upset if you were a teammate and you saw him? Nobody gives it. Let them do whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's however they however they want to handle it is how they're going to handle it. Like that's that is your family member. That's your sibling. That's someone that you're you spent your whole life with. Like whatever whatever they decide. I'm sure. I mean, maybe they've talked about it. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they don't know yet. Um, but however they handle, it, like you said, just let them handle it the way they want to. That's it. Um, since we last uh, saw one another, I turned a year older. So I got a couple of things. My wife got me an. Oh, thank you. I didn't do much about it, but you know, <laughs> I, I got a really cool forty ounce mug. I'm a huge water drinker. I'm all over Ooh. the house. So she, you know, she increased her repertoire. So that's good. That's solid. That's a solid. And gift. then uh, one of my brothers lives in L.A. We went out to dinner, and he got me a mini Browns helmet. That is, he's like, turn it around though, and it is signed by the last MVP. NFL MVP that played for the Cleveland Browns. That is a Brian Sipe 1980 NFL MVP signature, which I love. Wow. So do you have anything in your collection where you're like, okay, that's really cool. That's special. What do you have? Just personally that I own? Um, that's a good question. I don't, not a whole, whole lot. I mean, I think the two things that come to my mind are, um, a snowboard and a Red Bull helmet. Um, and it's both snow things. One is a Red Bull helmet from my boy Jake Cantor. Um, and the Red Bull helmets are special because you can't like you can't get those. Like you can't order them off Amazon or anything. Oh, like, so this Red is Bull, a special gift. Yeah. So Red Bull sponsorships give those out. And so Jake and I were like, oh nice, like let's make a little like make let's make a trade, like jersey for this. XYZ. So yeah, I got a I got a helmet for him, which was amazing. Um, and then Mikkel, Mikkel Bang, he's a snowboarder. He's like 6'4. And um, he saw the board that I was riding or that I had with me. He was like, What kind of board do you have? And I was like, Oh, it's a 164 wide. And he was like, No, 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 no. Hold on. This is the first time I met him. I was like, hold on. We're at a Burton house. And he goes downstairs, comes back up, and just hands me a board. And I was like, What is this? Like it's a 170. This is what you need. You're you're big. You're tall. Like this is custom made for me, and and I want you to have it. So I was like, this is sick. Like it's not every day you get a custom custom board. Um, so those two things to me are are pretty special. And then Mark also, um, I haven't seen them yet, but he shipped, um, he shipped some like special edition goggles that he has to my place in Jersey. So. The three things that I have that are special to me are are all snowboard related, and they're all they're all from the guys um, 
within the past year and a half. So it's 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 pretty it's pretty unique. That's what I love about you, man. You're you're just you're a diverse thinker, diverse interests. This is what we love. It's you know, fun. It's awesome. You can still love football and enjoy the rest of it too. All right. Before we let you go, uh Rob Scirocco, if you um if you have the the candy tweet, because I know that you're you're a decent candy guy. Do we still have that one up? I want to see. All right. You gotta <laughs> pick one from each uh each row. What are you going with? Wait, did I reply to this? I don't know. Did you? If anybody, uh, I want to. I don't want to. I don't want dog on anybody's picks. But I saw some of these picks, and I was, I was petrified. Okay, so what are so, you going with? So I'm going. It's tough, but for me, top row's tough between B or D. But I'm going with D. Okay, um, which which the, Doritos are those? By the way, I can't see. Those are the spicy like nacho chili. I think. Okay, those are the spicy chili. Um, for that middle row. This is taking my migraines out of it. I can't have caffeine. I haven't had caffeine in four years. Um, hmm. But if I'm taking that aspect out of it, I'm going five. If I'm counting the fact that I get migraines, then I'm going with the root beer. Um, but I'm not going with the a and I'm going with the Barks. Um, but my dream would be D5 at the moment. No Migraines out of it. The bottom row is so tough. But I'm going D. I'm going D. I would have to go D. If you're going Almond Joy... Again, there's something that's wrong with you. No, yeah, offense. there's no way. I'm sorry. I haven't met one human who likes Almond Joy. I have yeah. no idea how they're still in existence. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, well, I did see someone on TikTok that likes them, and that's that's weird. Um, but like that that has to be for me. That's like you have to go either B or D. You got to go five or three, depending on the person. Five or three, and you got to go like D or. I'll give like Sour Patch Kids a, a, a maybe you go F, but like some of these, like someone was like, oh, I'm going F2 and G. And I was like, what? We're going Diet Pepsi. We're going Classic Lays and we're going Kit Kats. What? You don't like Kit Kats? I love a Kit Kat, but there's you can't beat chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter to me might be the best combo since right. peanut butter and jelly. I think it's better. I'm a big PB and J guy. Are you? Gosh, I'm, I'm a big PB and J guy. So you probably get the crustables and just stick about a hundred of them in your freezer. <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> That's for sure. There's they give you the crustables at the stadium, and I just grab both yeah, of them. Of course like, you do. Nice. You're a yeah, crustable hoarder. I also take. I also take the crust off of the uncrustable because there is still like a thin crust layer, and I hate crust. What? Yeah, there's like a like where they. But those are great crusts. I I don't I don't like them. Dude, they taper them for you and everything. They work know, so hard I, on the crusts. I don't want them. Oh, get it out of there, Rob. Put that thing back up there. I get to pick too. Oh, yeah, what do we got? If you... <laughs> um, so for me, this is this is relatively easy. Okay, I'm going C because Cheetos is like two snacks in one. First, you have to dig in and crush the whole bag and. I always feel like Cheetos that, you know, most of these bags, half of it's air. I feel like Cheetos, they go at least three quarters full. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's just because of the configuration of the Cheeto itself that it keeps getting pushed higher yeah. to the deck. Um, so to me, it's two meals in one because you get to eat what's in the bag and then you get to lick your fingers. 
That's and fair. So that's a you know that's like the finishing move. Um, I am not a caffeine drinker. I have never been a soda guy ever. Uh, the only one I used to drink, I think, was like the Minute Maid Orange or something like that. That was it. So I'm a water guy. Once again, water. Okay. Uh, so I'm boring seven. And then I think I'm going to match you with D. However, if C had been peanut M&Ms. Yes. I'm in. That, so that, that was the thing. That was a problem. Like I saw C and I was like, oh, we're going OG M&Ms. I'm not going OG M&Ms. If you had peanut M&M's or peanut butter, even M&M's, I would probably hit peanut butter M&M's over the Reese's. I, I really, God, I don't see. I think they've screwed up the peanut butter in that consistency. Oh, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't know if it's like. I don't know if it's even actual peanut butter. It, there's there, no it's, way it is. Yeah. Zero <laughs> chance. I, I still think it's phenomenal. Now, but then here. So if you if we go off of this, if you say you want M&M's, do you get the entire category of M&M's? Oh, I don't think so. I think you're stuck okay. with what's what's there, right? That, I mean, that's fair. I just because then if you go D, then you get like the Easter egg yep. Reese's, and those to me, you put those. Those in the are freezer. unbelievable. Those are yeah, it's the best one. The worst part of the of the Easter egg M M&M and M is they put it in like the smallish thing, and if you eat like eight of them, you're like, oh, there's no way this is even remotely close calorie wise to just a regular <laughs> Reese's. You're right, it's not. It's like three times that pack yeah exactly yeah yeah for okay. sure all right i don't i don't you know what i actually res- i respect that i respect the i respect the decisions here okay yeah you know yeah. life's about choices yeah life's about choices <laughs> we'll have to do one of these every every show so we'll I'm see down. in a few weeks i'm sure at some point unless you're traveling over to japan with garrett wilson no i'm not i'm uh i'm actually gonna go to london um i got my a rough schedule today so i'm gonna go there the fourth through the eighth um which will be fun but no i'm not going to not going to japan i saw that elijah moore was there and i was like dude what the heck like when did this happen um so i gotta hit him up about it and get some spots but japan's gonna wait until next year you didn't you know who didn't go with him lafleur oh no couldn't oh. he wasn't gonna oh. deliver him the, the boarding pass no, the floor was no the floor was not it was definitely not going with you more for sure. <laughs> All right, listen, go enjoy the Super Bowl. Go have fun. Uh we'll talk. So you're going in February to London? Like soon. I'm going uh March. March 4th. Oh, March. Okay. Well, we'll yep. catch up before then then. Yeah, I'll I'll probably see you around yeah. in, in the Super Bowl. Well, I don't get in till late. Are you yeah, leaving you Sunday? In, uh I as of right now, yes, because it's um my best friend's son's first birthday oh so i think i think i'm gonna go ahead and head out saturday night that's very sweet yeah that's a good that's good you're not like the godfather or anything are you i'm not but last year um so mac is mac and shannon are my two best friends and they both came out um and mac had i mean it's his son's birthday right mac came out to the super bowl after Killian was five days old, maybe four days old. And he was like, Hey, like, Alex, I love you. I will be back as soon as the Super Bowl, Super Bowl ends. He got in Sunday morning. He left Monday at six o'clock in the morning. And he was there all of 21 hours. He didn't sleep except for on the plane. Got back. I mean, I was just like, This guy. Like, how do you, how, how can, so I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go to Killian's first birthday. That's a good one. 
Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe a uh, snowboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got him. Or bring him an almond joy because nobody's going to want that one. So Ooh, tough. Yeah. All right, man. This was fun. I uh, appreciate you checking in. Good stories, as always. Uh, for our one of a kind producer, the uber talented Robbie Scirocco and CJ Uzama, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time on the Chris Rose Football Show with CJ Uzama.